Good morning, Packers fans. Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on Thursday morning. The Packers continue on trying to build their roster this offseason in advance of the NFL draft at the end of April. Uh, all quiet on the Packers front in the last 24 hours or so um, after the Jaron Reed signing two days ago. Tom Silverstein just literally dropping a piece right before I went live. I'm kind of still ingesting and dissecting, but uh, regarding Devontae Adams and really a great job by Spoon getting into the weeds about kind of all, not really a TikTok, but a pretty good laying out of how things transpired. And, you know, the main gist of it is a lot of people thought or were assuming or were under the impression that Devontae asked for his trade after the franchise tag was placed on him. And while that was a flashpoint and Devontae was upset when that happened, uh, according to Tom, uh, the request for the trade came a lot earlier. Um, and it's very fascinating to me that in this piece, Spoon lays out, and you guys know we've talked about it a lot here on Packers Daily, in regards to the Packers simply drawing a line in the sand when it comes to not guaranteeing any money other than the signing bonus over the life of the deal, something he is getting in uh, Las Vegas with the Raiders. And I, I said all along, pretty much since the end of the season, I expected the Packers to cave the way the Steelers did with TJ Watt. Well, they most certainly did not. Now, I don't know how much of a chance they had to do so after the season. This is negotiating last summer prior to his final year in Green Bay. And Tom, you know, does say that Devontae pretty much said, okay, we're going to stop talking and I'm going to assume all the risk here, go out on the field every Sunday and get to this offseason and get my huge payday, which obviously he has. Um, but yeah, the Packers, and I just said this on Twitter, it's interesting to me in this kind of new era under Brian Gutekunst where they have completely smashed their MO when it comes to managing the salary cap and kicking in a can and pushing money out. And I understand Brian has cited the pandemic as a big kind of driver slash reason, and he has indicated he would like to get back to the model that they were so consistent with for decades, essentially, um, really going back to when Andrew Brandt and Mike McCarthy started kind of structuring things, you know, putting bonuses linked to off-season workouts that they would have high attendance in the off-season, et cetera. That's how far back kind of this model goes, right? And it was just fascinating to me which of these precedents they're willing to bust. And I understand wanting to stick firm with your idea when it comes to the guarantees, but for the best wide receiver in the game, you don't make allowances for that. That even that doesn't kind of make you pause and think, okay, maybe we, you know, this is the exception to the rule here. I don't know. It's just uh, just interesting. It's fascinating to me. Anyway, I'm, I'm probably talking about a lot of stuff you haven't even read yet. So if you have the chance, please go to PackersNews.com. Tom's piece is excellent. I highly recommend it. Good morning to everybody in the comments section. Hope you're all doing well. Rogers hurt toe starting us right off with the super chat. All right, Nags, what do you know about the DK ordeal? Any truth to it or all smoke? Uh, I don't know anything about an ordeal. I did see a report from somebody from Snapback Sports and all, you know, deference and respect. I have no idea who that is. Um, yeah, no, I'm sure. I have a thousand percent assurity that uh, Brian has undoubtedly called pretty much anybody with a receiver that could potentially be moved. Um, the Seahawks and John Schneider, of course, being on that list. But as far as anything being imminent or a deal getting done or what have you, I, I, 
I've heard absolutely nothing from any reliable, legitimate, credible sources. It doesn't mean it can't happen. doesn't mean it won't happen, but nothing right now. Morning, everybody. Look at this. Look at all these people chatting it up. Cameron, what's up? Thanks for the super chat. Jeremiah's latest mock has Green Bay taking Olav and Dotson in the first round. On a scale of 1 to 10, how shocked would you be if Goody pulled that off? Not shocked at all. Not shocked at all. I mean, the shock wouldn't be Goody pulling it off. The shock would be the board falling that way, right? Um, I'd be excited. But that's just one of a billion iterations that could potentially happen. But yeah, man, it'd be fun. But again, yeah, the shock wouldn't be Goody. The shock would be the board. Eric, thanks for the super chat. I'm glad they were able to sign so many of their own free agents and bring in Reed, but do you think there will be any big splash moves? Feels like they're moving laterally to me. I feel you. I completely understand that feeling, but as someone incited me on Twitter this morning, who do they play on Sunday? Talent acquisition, player acquisition is a 365 day a year job. And just because they haven't signed anybody in the last two weeks that maybe we recognize or is a huge addition or makes a big headline, means very little. Um, I understand you look, especially in the last two years and how the Super Bowl champions were built and the moves they made to get there, but that is not the only way to win. Um, now, the lateral feeling, I totally get it in the sense of, okay, we're going to run it back. Well, you know, you ran it back last year and you lost in the playoffs, didn't even win a playoff game. You know, the year before you were in the NFC Championship game. Let's run it back. Okay, that makes sense. Like, you know, get this team back together and try and make another run at the championship. At some point, you would think, yeah, you you would want a move or two uh, that signifies forward momentum. But I do think that's more of a feeling for us as fans outside the building than it is a reality. Never mistake activity for achievement, as John Wooden said. But I totally understand that feeling, Eric. I totally get it. Um, that said, regarding like, do I think there'll be a splash move? I wouldn't be surprised if they like, you know, had a signing, like if a Julio Jones, is that a splash move? I mean, does that count? I mean, it's so funny because he's a big name and I do think it would garner tons of headlines, but in reality, he's an aging wide receiver who can't stay on the field. Does that count as a splash move? I mean, yes, I'd be very excited at the prospect of Aaron Rodgers throwing to Julio Jones. Don't get me wrong, but you know, the Deron Reed signing to me is a lot more exciting because I'm a geek about line play and I want Kenny to get some help. But, you know, that it, it's so fun. The the moves that get made that generate content aren't necessarily the moves that bring championships home. And again, I know the last two Super Bowl champions have kind of moved the needle the other way, but there's more than one way to win the championship, more than one, more than one way to win a football game. Uh, boy on G, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. My championship banners T-shirt arrived today. Let's make this obsolete. There you go. There you go. It, this is the time too, people, because like this is the moment to get your championship banners T-shirt at the Cheesehead TV shop. If you go to cheeseheadtv.com and click shop, or any of our YouTube videos underneath, there's a shelf with tons of our merch. You just click there, and it'll be taken to our shop. The championship banner shirt. This is the time to get it because now you can wear it all off season all throughout the season, and then when they win the Super Bowl, then it'll be a collector's item. So you'll get maximum value. Now is the time to get it. I'm glad you got yours, Boyan. That's awesome. M, what's up, man? Good to see you on the happy hour last night. Five picks for Hill. Do we come up short for Tay? I don't think so. I mean, I understand that kind of like tit-for-tat kind of thing, but I mean, every kind of situation 
is going to be different. You know, like there was only one bidder for Devontae Adams. He wanted to go to Las Vegas. There is no other. He didn't want an open market bidding process, right? So, yes, you have the possibility of could you hold out and create a market? Yeah, you probably could have. And yeah, you probably would have been bidding it, but you're trying to do right by Devontae. And I can't kill the Packers for that. I know there are plenty of people, pencil pushers, Excel spreadsheet worshipers who will do so. And I get it. I did that. Is, that's how you fan. That's how you come to the game. Cool. But for me, Devontae is one of the greatest players to ever lace him up in the green and gold. Did right by him. It was always a class act, always represented the organization the best possible way. Produced beyond belief on the football field. I got no problem with them treating him right. And they got a first and a second this year. You know, if they had had an exclusive tag on him, it would have been two firsts, but one first this year and one first next year. I like having two picks in this, the premium picks in this year's draft. You know, the Chiefs did a good job of creating a market. They had at least two teams, if not more, bidding for the services. So that creates a higher package. I got no problem with it. But again, your mileage may vary. Alex, thanks for the super chat. Hypothetical better fit in your opinion, DK or Lockett. They're so good. Both of them are so good. I would prefer DK. I just love his his skill set. I mean, he's so big. He's so fast. You, you got to think in the, the cold of December and January, um, the way he'd be able to muscle in on some of that, uh, you know, that West Coast esque stuff they do, uh, short game stuff. We love that. And of course, on top of that, he's such a great home run threat. Um, and that's not to take anything away from Lockett, who I think is an outstanding receiver, but especially given the state of the Packers wide receiving core, I think DK would be the better fit, but that's just me. Mm. Does Cobb become the number one receiver now, Sean? No, I doubt it. No, not in the traditional sense. I think you're not going to change how you utilize him. You're not going to suddenly, you know, run him as a flanker uh, on most of your snaps, but I do think he gets on the field a little bit more. I hope he gets the ball in his hand a little bit more. That I certainly hope happens. Um, Travis, what's going on, man? Thanks for the super chat. Do you think we make a splash at wide receiver or wait for the draft? It's a billion dollar question, right? I don't you splat. You guys keep saying splash. I mean, I, splash. I don't know. Do I think they make a move at some point? Do I think they sign someone or trade for someone? Yeah, it's possible and probably pretty likely, but a splash. I don't know, man. I think that's in the eye of the beholder, but I think they do both. I think they will add someone in free agency. Um, and then. Obviously, I do think they'll draft someone. Now, where they'll draft someone, I don't know. I know a lot of people are like assuming they'll use one of their first-round picks on a wide receiver, and they might, but it wouldn't surprise me if they didn't. It wouldn't surprise me if they waited to round two. But we'll see. Do, 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 do. What else we got? Mike, what's going on, man? Thanks for the Super Chat. Packers currently have 11 picks in the draft. How many picks do you actually think Goody ends up making in total? I think seven to eight. I think that's a good bet, Mike. I do think that ammo allows you, especially with that extra, um, the develop, uh, what is it called? Compensatory pick, developmental pick. The compensatory pick, which is now you can trade, but you couldn't before, but now you can trade it. It gives you a lot of maneuverability, right? Either up or down. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I think 11, 11 selections would be a surprise. Maybe seven, eight, I, you know, nine, 10. I think, you know, He'll trade like a pick or two, but I don't see him making wholesale 
big moves. But I think it allows him the ability to move up and down his board as he sees fit. Um, and look, man, it, the maneuverability is always great. But I suspect we'll see him probably because they are always perennially at the bottom of the heap when it comes to the draft order. There, I would suspect there'll come a time when he wants to jump up, and now he's able to do so because he's got the assets, right? Um, but yeah, I think you're, you're spot on in the sense that I'd be very surprised if he made all 11 selections. So, Cal, what's up, man? Nice to Super Chat. What have you heard on MVS visiting the Chiefs? Just that, that he's visiting the Chiefs as of yesterday. I haven't heard anything past that. haven't heard that story advanced at all. I do wonder, I do hope it's about uh, trying to get the Packers to up their deal, much like Clifton did back in the day. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, man. I haven't heard a word. And it is the longer we don't hear, the better it is for the Packers. Like, you would think if he was visiting yesterday – and now it's another day. Traditionally, you would hear by now, although it could it could come out like this morning. Um, but you would think they would get something, be able to get something done within the first 24 hours. So hopefully he leaves without a deal and the Packers are able to get him back. Da, 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 da. Chris, what's going up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Although I would love DK on this roster, I do worry about simply DK's mental toughness and question his ability to play in Green Bay. Winter could be wrong. man. Yeah, I get, look, I understand what you're saying. Uh, I know I've seen a lot of kind of opinion on that, kind of bandied about. I can, I just want to, if I impart nothing else to you, just ignore all that. Man, that is such body, uh, what is it? Like uh, body language police. Like everybody just reads into everything so much and then it creates like a narrative and then that becomes a reality for everybody sitting on the outside when we have no idea. You're talking about a, a man's mental makeup because of playing in the cold? Like what? And this isn't directed to you, Chris, but it's like I just I'm so kind of loathe to prescribe any kind of um, label when it comes to another person's mental capacity or their toughness or what have you when it comes you know the playing the cold like everybody's got to do it whether you are enjoy it or not like i guarantee i guarantee if you ask you know the you know what is it 50 plus dudes who have to play for the green bay packers whenever it's cold i'm sure there are a number of them that can hate it you know it i don't know man i just i ignore all that i get like i said i understand why it becomes a narrative and why people talk about it but it's not for me. Accidental. What's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Woodson, Peppers, Pickett, all great free agent signings. So why was TT so shy about playing more in that sandbox? And did that shyness cost us? I will always think it did. He was very, very, very protective of his, his locker room and his roster. He loved his homegrown players. We all know that. Um, there's a video out there. I'll, I'll maybe tweet it out later that I asked Ted about that um, at a combine years ago, obviously. And you know, just the idea of just playing around just a little bit more in free agency. And I think you see it, that lesson in Brian, in the sense that he is a lot, not a lot more adventurous, but he is more willing, right, to do, just go a step in further in than than Ted was. But, you know, Ted believed in what he believed in, and he brought us a Lombardi, and he's a legend forever for doing so. So I'm fine with it. John, thanks for the super chat, man. 
been busy with work the last few days. I don't know why you're putting that in quotes there, John. Why are the Vikings so obsessed with former Packers? It's nearly stalking and a restraining order needed. Go back, go. I mean, look, is it kind of funny that they do? Yes, 100%. And there's clearly some kind of impetus from Z here to kind of get back at the Packers, right? I don't think there's any, he's not hiding that. But he's a really good fucking football player. And so was Greg Jennings when he joined, right? It's like, they're not signing scrubs just because they're former Packers. You know, I, I, it is funny. There's no doubt about it, but you know, I just, I just love the fact that of all the kind of the way the, all the former Packers had have gone to Minnesota and ended up doing nothing on the flip side of that, the former Viking Gilbert Brown came to green Bay and helped win a championship. So it's like when we take one of theirs, we do something with it. Like they become better. They like help us like reach our goals. Whereas in Minnesota, they just go get paid and get forgotten about. So it's just kind of fun. Julio Jones isn't the same. No kidding. James, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. When do teams start talking to each other about trading draft picks or is that a draft day thing? Thanks and have a great day. Have a great Thursday. Thanks, James. Get to the, it's coming up. Like it's they don't wait till draft day. They start laying the groundwork right, right around the still probably a little early, but a few weeks before the draft, they'll start making calls and talking about look, if this happens, we'd love to try and make something work here, blah, blah, blah. And this is really where relationships come in. And this is what I always talk about the league being so relationship driven. Um you, you'll see, you'll notice over the years, lots of teams kind of not always, but tend to deal with the same organizations it's because there's a pipeline there usually. Um, but yeah, those calls will start getting made soon. Um, teams are probably still uh, set, like settling their boards and what have you. Lots of guys are still on the road uh, for pro days this week. So the, when teams start reconvening and solidifying their board, then they'll start making some of those calls. Um, now, that's not to say that there aren't, you know, I'm not saying there aren't calls made kind of spur of the moment day of the draft, like in the kind of run up to, okay, here comes our selection. We'd love to move down. Let's make some calls that haven't, you know, the groundwork hasn't been laid. That certainly happens. Um, but yeah, for bigger moves, targeting a certain player, things that they want to make sure that they're at least have like kind of the capability to do, they'll start making calls in like a week or so like that. They'll start kind of laying groundwork. What do we got? What do we got? Uncultured Barbarian. What's up, man? Good to see you again. Morning, Nags. This morning's jams are moving right along with the Muppet movie and No Matter What by Badfinger. Puppy tip. See what I did there? <laughs> Uncultured. I love it, man. I love it. Moving right along is like just pure genius. I love that song. Braden, thanks for the super chat. Morning, Nags. Going to the game this year. I need pregame tailgate spots at Lambo. Any hotel, restaurant recommendations as well? I got to finish my video. <laughs> I keep like putting off making this video that I shot with Tyler last summer about spots I like in Green Bay just for this very reason. Um, I mean, before the game, you can't go wrong anywhere around the, the stadium. Um, on the one hand, you've got very proper, the uh, you know, Titletown area with um, you know, lots of activities, very family friendly. And then the other side, you've got like uh, stadium view and doozies and it's a little more rough and tumble crowd, but it's a lot of fun either way. Um, it's for hotels, man. I, all I know is like, as soon as that 
schedule gets released, make the calls and get your hotel booked. No question about it. I mean, anywhere in Green Bay, really. Just grab something. Uh, what else we got, folks? What else we got? Marshall. Thanks for the super chat. Now that Rasul is signed, chances we re-sign King, another prove-it deal. I still think there's a chance he comes back. Um, we'll see what they think as far as you know, the development of some of their younger guys. Um, but, yeah, I don't think – I wouldn't say the door is closed on that idea or that possibility. No doubt about it. Da -da -da -da. Quinn. Nice little super chat. Morning, Nags. May be off, but Douglas's new contract seems very cheap and cap-friendly, especially after his production last year. Am I incorrect? No. In fact, I think uh, one of our dudes uh, put up a piece about it just this uh, overnight. Uh, it is a pretty straightforward contract, and it is, I would say, not maybe not like under market value, but it certainly helps the Packers as far as keeping it pretty team-friendly. And I think some of that is a concession to the idea from his side, from his, you know, agents, you know, from his camp that he absolutely caught lightning in a bottle, but you can't completely erase, you know, the fact that he was a bit of a journeyman and bouncing around the league, et cetera. And I think they, you know, loved the situation in Green Bay and it still gives them the opportunity in a couple of years to get back out there and get another bite at the free agency apple. So I think it's a win for both sides, but it certainly helps the Packers in the short term. No question about it. Jeff, thanks for the super chat. When I read these behind-the-scenes articles, I realize how little we really know what is going on. Enjoy the ride, people. That is a very good takeaway, Jeff. Absolutely. Nick, thanks for the super chat. Got to support the pack no matter what. What is the, the Leo, the Leo gift? That's my guy, Nick. That's my guy. Pack fan, thanks for the super sticker. Appreciate it. Chris, thanks for the super chat. The Bears are the ones that signed the Packers scrubs. I mean, they signed EQ. I wouldn't call Luke, Lucas Patrick a scrub. Those are talented dudes, man. Uh, uncultured. Again, what's up, man? I'm not bothered by Big Z going to mini. It's not like that he can play center or guard. I have visions of Kenny Clark bench pressing Bradbury again. Puppy tip. Yeah, Bradbury has had a rough life against Kenny. There's no doubt. Braden, thanks for the super chat. Would you ever do a podcast with Tom Silverstein? I I used to when I worked with him. What fun, like, this is true. I actually asked him to be on the Shameless pod for our Patreon page last week. And we were trying to make it work, but like the schedules were just bad. And it got late in the week and he had to do his own podcast, whatever. But I, it will happen at some point. Um, I'd love to have him on the YouTube channel, actually. Um, but yes, uh, some we'll do something together at some point. I love Spoon. He's amazing. Uh, da, 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 da. carry the G and hit like Jill perfectly stated. Um, I can't thank you guys enough. I I'm going to head out. Please do follow Jill's instructions and hit like on the video and please, please, please subscribe to the channel. Um, really means a lot to me that you guys hang out every morning, Monday through Friday, right here, talking Packers each and every day because it's what we do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for the support and for making Cheesehead TV even a small part of your Packers routine. I know there is a lot of content out there, a lot of different ways that you can kind of connect with the Packers and the fans and that you utilize us in any way, shape, or form really means a lot. Um, please do hit like, hit subscribe, and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great day. Go Pack Go.